Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by the amazing Maddie D. And I'm joined by the amazing Kieran. But yeah, thank I've you said for that. that. <laughs> and guess what, Kieran? Wow, I threw a spanner in the works. Guess what? He doesn't know what to do now, guess folks. What? Guess what? 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 Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. That's not a spoiler, but I'm so and glad that you said that. If you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And I'm so happy that that was the flashback they used. This so has been like a they've joke They've used for that us. line mm. in two Marvel movies now. Oh. And we couldn't be happy because that was always our like most quotable line We from quoted Iron that Man. line all the time. Just the way he says it is so funny. And I love that the fact that there's only one flashback in this movie. And yes. that was the one they used. When we're in the cinemas, we, the could, box of scraps. we could not get over that. Well, so Matty D and I went and saw Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the movie, of course, that we're here to revisit uh. in this episode. But when we saw that in the cinemas, there were several things that happened in this movie that made us get all giddy and excited and just start rolling on the floor with laughter. And that was definitely one of them. When they had that flashback to Tony Stark built this in the cave with a box of scraps. Like a scrap! It was just such a personal joke oh. for us that and it really tickled us in the right way. Anything. They could have chose anything and they chose that one bit. Yes. Thank and you. we were the only ones in the cinema laughing too. So <laughs> dead quiet cinema and then just the two of us laughing really loud. That actually happened several times. Mm. Anytime there was a joke just for us, we were laughing really, really loudly and everyone else was just staring at us well, going, why are they laughing? Half the audience was 15-year-old girls. The yes, other half was 15-year-old right. boys who were like squealing whenever there was like a romantic thing that was happening. Yes. And then there was us yeah, so <laughs> laughing about us. Uh, we went and saw Spider-Man Far From Home on the very first day that it came out. Yeah, opening night. Opening day. Opening it was, day. It was opening day, very first session That's right, of it was day. daylight when we went It was there. like 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. I missed the cinema. We were the first ones there and we were so sure. When we went into the cinema, it was completely empty and we're like, we're going to have this whole cinema to ourselves because... That's why we went in the day. Yeah. We wanted no interruptions. We wanted our choice of the best seats. And then if you remember when we saw Spider-Man Homecoming, we saw it opening day, I think second session, and we were the only people in the cinema. So we yep. were like, let's get that going again. That was great the first time. But after we sat down, we got settled. And just as the trailers were starting, in pause, hundreds and hundreds These of teenagers, Teenagers, as you say, 15-year-olds... And they just completely filled out the cinema. We basically were surrounded on all sides by 15-year-old boys. There was a gender divide again, as you said. <laughs> all the girls sat on one side, all the boys sat on the other. There wasn't no mingling, no. There was like a boy's side and a girl's side. Yeah, very much like you could tell that they were early high school age. Yeah, and we, we had a few kids behind us, sitting behind us, that were really into MJ. Yes, that's we right. kept having to hear that. And of course, all the girls were into Tom Holland. Oh my God, so anytime, anytime Tom took Holland his took his shirt off. It was just squealing <laughs> and... What we're here to do this week, this is an episode of Actual Spoilers. So typically what we do in your standard episode is we predict the plots of upcoming blockbuster movies. But in Actual Spoilers, of course, we revisit what we've said in the past. So once the movie has come out, we look over what we've each said and then we award points to each other appropriately. Now, can you explain our point system, Matty D? Yeah, so our point system is as if we call something that is in the movie that we had no idea was going to be in the movie, there was no indication that it was going to be there, we get two points. If we guess something appropriate as it appeared in the trailer, so we guess that it fits in the movie in the yeah. right way, it's a one in the right point. right context. And if we kind of get close to the mark, or close-ish, it's half a point. And if we get something wrong, which I'm sure will happen today, we get zero points. That's right. 
And I think I'm going to award a lot of zero points. And I think you may award a lot of zero points as well. <laughs> because uh, this wasn't one of our best efforts. But I think you'll find that we had a few surprising, maybe not yeah. so surprising details that we picked up in our prediction. But I suppose we'll get into that. Yes. Now, it's also worth pointing out that when we did this podcast, there was only one trailer. Or there was two right. trailers, There was actually. two trailers. But they were very similar. And Avengers Endgame hadn't come out either. That's right. So there was not a lot of information of what this movie was going to be like. We yeah. were kind of going in blind. So. so we just had to rely on... On what we predicted for Avengers Endgame a couple of episodes yep. beforehand, not even knowing if that was accurate or correct. Yeah. And I just want to point out as well that this isn't necessarily going to be a review of Spider-Man Far From Home. So we're not going to go through the plot beat by beat of the actual movie. We're only going to relate it to what we predicted. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home yet, I don't know where you've been and you want to, then please Far go and see home, that. Far From Home, probably. Yeah, exactly. You've been overseas. Well, hopefully, oh, hopefully not. Hopefully not in this current climate. But anyway, if you want to see the movie and you haven't, please watch that movie first before listening to this episode. But if you don't care about spoilers, I'd at least suggest listening to our original episode first where we predicted the movie because we're only going to be talking about the movie within context of that episode. Yeah. So it- not a lot of stuff is going to make sense unless you've listened to that original episode and seen the movie. And you can always listen to some more of our episodes, get some more potential spoilers yeah, exactly. in, in your podcasting diet. Yeah, exactly. If there's episodes you haven't heard, just go out and listen to them. <laughs> Why not? And yeah. then leave us a review, we a can't, positive one. We're, we're just going to promote ourselves at this point. Yeah. Wow, we're really off the rails this episode. But anyway, this is a sort of off the rails movie, I guess. We're just trying to have as much fun as good old Sony and Marvel did in the cinemas back in the day when they could release movies in the cinemas. Oh, heady days, heady days. Anyway... Let's get into what we predicted. I think you went first in the episode. I did. Appropriately enough, I'm going to go over what you said and give you the necessary points. What a mess. What a mess this was. So this is the point where the teacher sits down with a student and tells them how they did in the exam, what they got right, what they got wrong. That maybe they should have studied before they sat the exam. Yeah, and I think you had quite a notable effort. I could tell that you read the first few chapters of the textbooks, but then you just kind of skipped (laughs) over the last few chapters because you start off really, really well. I looked on the front cover and just sort of guessed it from there. Yes, you saw advanced economics and then just went, yeah, money's important. Look, I really tried to go out on a limb for this plot. So yes. I think that's really I took some risks to give credit to. You you took a lot of risks. You had no information to base those risks <laughs> None. on. And did they pay off? We'll oh. find out. Okay. If you've seen the movie, you already know, but we'll find out right now because one thing I just wanted to rub in your face straight yeah. away is yeah, that you it. are still wrong about the structure of the phase four. Are we phase four or phase five of the MCU at this stage? Uh, I, um, phase four. Yeah, that's right. Phase, okay. phase two. I, I, I think know. we're in phase four currently. I don't think there's going to be many phases left. No. Just quietly. No. I think this is the decline of the uh, Marvel era. But at the start of our original episode, you said that now the MCU will just be made up of standalone movies with no real connection between them. Yeah. I mean, only one MCU movie has come out <laughs> since Spider-Man. Well, only one MCU movie has come out since Spider-Man Far From Home. No, actually, Spider-Man Far From Home was the last MCU movie to come out. Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is, if you're not up to date with Nerd Talk. So we don't know if that's the case, but judging from this movie alone, and I suppose Black Widow, Black Widow's not going to set anything up, that's a flashback movie, but I suppose we can judge from the end of Spider-Man that they're definitely setting up more storylines to come in the future. So you're definitely wrong about there no longer being a set structure and building up to certain I'm events. I'm sorry. I trust the creators who said that there was going to be a definitive end. Never listen. To the Avengers storyline. I trusted to- them. But apparently money is more important. Yeah. So never listen to anybody at Marvel because they always lie. 
They yes. always lie to try and surprise the audience. Speaking audiences. of this trailer, there was a lot of like lies. Bullshit. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was so much manipulation going on in that trailer, and I think that reflects a lot on our plots. It definitely reflects a lot on my plot. I can't wait to get into that. But anyway, moving on. You said that the movie will open with a cold open. Does it? Yeah. No, it does not. It starts very much with the opposite of a cold open, which is a huge explanation in the form of the school news. So they're explaining what happened in between the events of Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man. No, because isn't the Mysterio... By definition, a cold open is the movie starting already, so we jump in in the middle of a plot and we have no explanation. This movie starts with an explanation. Didn't it start with Mysterio fighting... Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I retract everything I said. It starts with a cold open... But not really in the way that you described it, because you said that we'll see the fallout of Avengers Endgame. So I actually gave you two points for that. So cold open aside, you were right about that. Uh But we definitely see the fallout of Avengers Endgame through this school news story. But yes, the actual movie does start with, is it Spain? Is it Mexico? It's Mexico, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. With Mysterio fighting a huge sand monster in Mexico. And I guess that's a flashback, technically. Mm, Not necessarily. That could be going on at the same time. We don't know. But yeah, we see Nick Fury and Maria Hill going and finding Sandman, I suppose. And that is a cold open. So yeah, you were right about that. But you're also right about the fallout of Avengers Endgame. Get on with it, Kieran. You said that we'll see that everyone is back alive after the Thanos snap, which they refer to as the blip in this movie. I actually gave you a point and a half for that. I couldn't quite give you the full two points because, first of all, just in this movie existing on its own, we knew that everyone was going to come back from the Thanos snap. Did we, though? Because... Yes, yeah, oh, well, Spider-Man's there. Spider-Man's there. But if Spider-Man's been, there, we know everyone comes back. So he could have been the only one that came back. I gave you as close as possible to two points, point and a half, so you can't be too mad about that. So Because, no. obviously... You can't be naive enough, Matty D, to think that they weren't going to undo everything. Like, Spider-Man wasn't permanently dead. (laughs) We knew that going in, and we definitely knew that when we sat down to watch Infinity War. It's what we predicted. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, point and a half there. You said that Spider-Man is seen as a hero and is basking in the joy of being popular. Gave you a point for that because it's basically in the trailer. Mm. Uh, And you said that a dark cloud looms over Peter Parker due to the death of his mentor, Tony Stark. Yes, so that wasn't confirmed at the point that we did this episode, so I gave you two points for that because we didn't really know that Tony Stark was going to die. He could have retired. Anything could have happened to him. So, yeah, that was definitely worth two points. Uh, You said that Peter is getting ready to go on a holiday with his friends, and it is definitely not, no way at all, (laughs) a school trip. Now, the first question I want to ask you is why... Would he invite people who aren't his friends to go on this personal vacation with him? Did he did he make up with Flash Thompson, who calls him a dickwad in the trailer? I don't know. Maybe I thought it was maybe their group, their their crew of people. Maybe Peter Parker was not the organizer. Maybe somebody else was, and they invited yeah. Peter. I don't know. And are they really friends with Betty Brant as well? Yeah, why not? So well, you're clearly wrong about that because it is, from what I understand, is it a science trip that they're now, going on? there is a deleted scene, and I'll talk about it when I go through your plot, but there's a deleted scene where they say it is a school science, like it's the decathlon Do they trip. say that in the deleted scene? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, but it's not in the actual movie. No. So all we know is it's just a school field trip. Yes, it's definitely a school field trip. You even mentioned that there was an yeah. actor credited as a, one of the teachers. Yeah, so. and I was like, ah, that won't happen. Was, yeah, that won't happen. He was huge. He was a big character in that movie. Two teachers who were both big characters, I suppose. Big minor characters. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Moving on. You said that Peter just wants to go on the trip to Europe and take a break from being Spider-Man for a bit. I gave you a point for that because... We see it in the trailer. It's very much obvious in the trailer. And you said that Happy Hogan is looking after Peter Parker and helping him carry on the legacy of Iron Man. Yeah, he's carrying his checks. That's right. Literally, he's He's helping him carry the legacy. (laughs) 
Uh, I gave you a point and a half for that because that's very much the whole movie. If you remember, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where he's literally carrying on the mantle of Iron Man. He's in the Iron Man jet. I didn't realize that Iron Man had a jet, but he's there. And then we have a little moment where Happy Hogan looks at him and smiles knowingly that the legacy of Iron Man is safe. Yeah. Peter Parker's well, I hands. just think he's just thinking how Tony loves cheeseburgers. Yes, that could possibly be it too. Uh, so I gave you a point and a half for that because while this is in the trailer, I guess you really didn't know how much of the plot that that would take up. Not really that much, but it is important. And we still didn't know that Tony Stark was going to die. So That's right. That's right. So yeah, definitely worth that point and a half there. So you said that Peter wants to use the Euro trip to get closer to MJ. That's correct. I gave you a point for that because it is in the trailer. Uh, and you thought when they go to Europe, they'll go to Venice. Amsterdam and the UK. Gave you a point because that's close enough. They don't go to Amsterdam. No. They go to They do go to the Netherlands, though. Yeah, that's right. But they don't go to Amsterdam. They go to the next closest place, Prague. You said while they're on their trip, Peter Parker gets intercepted by Nick Fury, who tells Peter that he needs his help. Point for that because it was in the trailer. Uh, And you said that Nick needs Spider-Man to help him out, but Peter tells Nick that he's taking a break. Again, point for that. Fairly obvious. You said that Nick reveals that he allowed Peter to get this far by manipulating the customs and whatnot. I wasn't entirely sure what you meant by that, but I gave you half a point because there's a point in the movie where he starts manipulating their trip to suit his own benefits. So in my head, that had already been happening up until that point. He was trying to get Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. You thought that there's no way he'd get his Spider-Man suit through customs without Nick Fury's help. Apparently they're just bad customs. Yeah, exactly. They're not observant. I guess like there's nothing illegal about taking a Spider-Man suit across the border. No, doesn't necessarily mean that they can work out that he's Spider-Man. Maybe they don't even know who Spider-Man is. Maybe, yeah, they're just all about that night monkey. Yeah, and the banana. <laughs> well, something for the night monkey yeah, to eat. I, I thought it was I thought this whole trip was gonna be like an elaborate plan by Nick Fury to get Spider-Man to fight the elementals. It is in a way, when they go to Prague, it mm. becomes that. So yep. yeah, half a point there. Uh you said that Spider-Man will have his spider suit in his luggage. Gave you a point for that because you saw that in a trailer. You didn't see it in the trailer. No, I did not. Because you didn't see that trailer. No, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's just one minor detail. Uh, You said that Nick Fury tells Peter that the elementals are popping up around the globe and his agent in the field needs Spider-Man's help. Now, is he an agent in the field? I guess he he is. is. He is. Uh, I gave you a point for that because, again, that was in the trailer. Uh, You said that a water elemental appears at this point, and this is where Spider-Man first meets the lovely Mysterio. He's lovely. I don't know why you described him as lovely. He's lovely. I guess he is a little bit charming. Jake Gyllenhaal's not a bad-looking guy. Uh, So I gave you a point for that because, again, in the trailer, uh, you said that Spider-Man steps in to fight the elemental, but Mysterio doesn't need his help. Uh, that's not really the case. I gave you a point because obviously that sort of happens in the movie, but it's not like Mysterious, like, get away, I don't need your help. He's like, yes, please, do help me. Which makes no real sense when you think about what he's actually doing. Yeah. It would make more sense if he was like, stay away from these it's holograms. It's almost like he was expecting Spider-Man to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's going on there? And then I want to know how the holograms made a building I have a lot of over. questions about how the holograms work, yes. how they operate with so the He must have set up bombs or something. He must have. Or or he already had drones. There's a lot of stuff that they don't really explain in this movie. So, moving on, you said that Mysterio takes down the Elemental, at least for now. I gave you a point and a half for that because you didn't know that he was going to take down the Elemental. Uh, It's also not really him taking down the Elemental, so that's why you only get a point and a half. Uh, And you said that in this universe, uh, I didn't know what you meant by that, whether you meant like the Avengers universe, Europe, whatever you were talking about. (laughs) In this universe, Mysterio is an amazing celebrated superhero. I gave you a point for that because he's not at first. He becomes But that. he becomes that pretty quickly. And we also see that in the trailer. 
You said that all the other superheroes have all either died or have retired. I gave you a point and a half for that because that's they actually, a pretty good call. They make a point of that in the movie. And again, there was no real indication that that was going to happen. So they haven't necessarily all died or all retired. But they're all busy. A lot of the major ones have. So if you think about it, Tony Stark is dead. Captain America is technically retired. Black Widow's dead. Thor is essentially retired. Hawkeye's retired. And the Hulk, who knows what's going on with him? He's just busy. They don't even mention him. He's in this dabbing. Movie. Yes, he's busy dabbing with the kids. So yeah, maybe he's retired as well. He's just permanently Hulk now, which apparently just new to him, but that was a previous episode. You said that the elementals are interdimensional gods who are causing havoc and Mysterio is tasked with stopping them. Gave you a point for that because, yeah, that's fairly obvious. Uh, not quite the truth, but yeah, in Mysterio's story, that's kind of the case. And it's what we're led to believe up until this point. That's right. And this is where your plot goes completely off the rails. I throw the you plot say, at the wall. That's right. You say that Mysterio reveals that he is after a device called the Ruby Scarab. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that in the movie? Yeah, yeah, Ruby it, was a, it was a huge part of it. Uh, and this Ruby Scarab can defeat the elementals. Now, that doesn't happen at all. Uh, I very much appreciate that you went out on a limb and just made a bold prediction, but it didn't pay off in the end. So the Ruby Scarab was apparently something from the comics. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's to do. Is with it the- related to the elementals? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's um, it's what defeats the elementals. So I was thinking. So you were coming from a place of wisdom. This wasn't yeah. just a stupid well, stab in the I dark, which I didn't it ended up being. Completely lift it from the story. I was like, you know, with these movies, there's always this MacGuffin, this ancient weapon that they, yeah. the bad guy wants. I think it would have been an interesting direction, so but like, it's not really the sort of thing they do in a Spider-Man. Movie. Yeah. So I was like, maybe he's after this ruby, and maybe the ruby controls the elementals. Yeah. Yeah, and you had an interesting development with it later on as well. So you said that Mysterio says he doesn't want Spider-Man around because he might get hurt. Now, that doesn't happen at all. No, not at all. He's very much like, yeah, Spider-Man, help me out all the time. Uh, You said that Nick Fury is suspicious of Mysterio, which is why he wants Spider-Man there in the first place. Now, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. So I gave you two points for that. Uh, You said that Mysterio and Peter develop a friendship after the first fight with the Elementals, and Mysterio becomes Peter's new mentor. Uh, I only gave you a point for that because... We see it in the trailer. It's sort of suggested in the trailer, and he's only very loosely a mentor. It's not like he's really teaching Peter a lot. He's just sort of like agreeing and nodding with everything that Peter says. Yes, you're right, Peter. That's right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're he, my best friend, Peter. Peter. Yeah, he yeah, encourages yeah. him to give up being Spider-Man, stepping. Yeah, stepping that's right. Away. I we'll mean, get, it we'll feeds get to that. His in a ulterior second. motive, I guess. Yes, yes. You covered that a little bit in your own plot. So you said that Mysterio. Oh, here it is, right now. <laughs> you said that Mysterio tries to convince Peter that he shouldn't be a superhero. Uh, I actually gave you a half a point for that because it's more so Peter saying, oh, I shouldn't be a hero. And then Mysterio's like, no, 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 you're a great superhero. And then just says, oh, do whatever you want, though. So in a way, that's his ultimate goal. But he isn't directly trying to convince Peter. He's just going along with what Peter's already thinking. He almost like fights Peter on it. Yeah, that's right. A little bit more than I would if I was trying to get him to give me the glasses. Like, There's a point where Peter Parker's like, here, have the glasses. And like, Mysterio's like, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, no. I couldn't possibly have another slice of cake, Peter. I couldn't possibly. Oh, what the heck? Anyway, you also thought that Mysterio had a tragic backstory where he'd lost a loved one, presumably his wife, during the battle with Thanos. Uh, No. Not the case at all. His tragic backstory is that he's from another dimension. This isn't real, mind you. He says that he's from another dimension. This is something that they actually revealed in a trailer after we did our episode. Now, wasn't this a red herring? Because everybody thought this was going to be a multiverse movie. Yeah. He said he was from a different universe in which everyone had died except for him. They were killed by the elementals and he'd come to the present universe to save them from the elementals because he's the only one who can stop, presumably. But that's all a fake bullshit story. 
story. It's made by a writer. That's right. I didn't know why he needed a writer to come up he with that lame story. Maybe he's just so dumb that he can't think of anything smart himself. Well, I guess that's technically true. You said that Mysterio is a metaphor for what Peter might become in the future. I actually gave you half a point for that because Peter does sort of think that Mysterio would make a better superhero than himself. So that's why I gave you a little sneaky half point. Uh, You said that in the climax, the elementals will come together to form one giant elemental. (laughs) What? I actually gave you two points for that because according to Mysterio, that's what happened. Oh yeah, he did say that, right. So according to Mysterio's bullshit story in London... He says that all the elementals have reappeared and formed together, making one impossible to beat elemental. Yeah, big transformer. So you were right in a way. Uh, You said that Spider-Man and Mysterio find the ruby scarab. They just, was it on the ground or something? They just pick it up and go, oh, here it is. Maybe they they got it in an archaeological dig in a dingy bar somewhere. Yeah, amongst some like runes, (laughs) ancient runes and whatnot. And so, yeah, they uh, they used this. It could have been in a uh, museum. Boom. Yeah, it belongs to the museum. But then they would have given it to the good guys. It was in the Tower of London. It was one of the... The Queen's Gems. There you go. Why didn't you work that into the plot? It wasn't correct. Anyway, but they use it to defeat the giant elemental, which causes it to get sucked into the ruby. Of course, that doesn't happen. No. You said that Spider-Man will hand the ruby to Mysterio, and Mysterio suddenly reveals that he's the bad guy. Now, I gave you a point for this, because he doesn't hand the MacGuffin ruby to Mysterio. No, he doesn't. Causing Mysterio to become a bad guy, but he hands the MacGuffin Tony Stark glasses to Mysterio. Causing Mysterio to reveal that he's a bad guy. So you were so close. You know what? Now that, that you I think about it. A point. Because I, I thought I was really far away, but if you replace the Edith glasses with the scarab, it's pretty much the same plot. Yeah, pretty much is. So you're actually a lot closer wow. than you thought. I couldn't believe that when I sat down and broke it down, really. Uh, you said that Mysterio will reveal, once he's revealed that he's a bad guy, he goes, Mwahaha, guess who's here? He turns around and points to the vulture who's lurking in the shadows. That would have been so cool. I just want to say that that was good writing on my part. So they spent so much Marvel time. Marvel should hire me. They spent so much time in the previous Spider-Man movie setting up that the vulture and the guy who would play Scorpion and then possibly even other bad guys would come back in this universe. <laughs> yeah. But that's seemingly all thrown out the window they because just there's just no reference to them whatsoever. They might explore this in a future Spider-Man movie, but if you ask me personally, I don't think there's going to be any more Spider-Man movies. It seems like they only do two and then they need to reboot it. Yeah, that's right. And then when they go three, that's when it gets really controversial. Yes, it does. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see in the future. We could hold up hope. We seem to like these movies, so we wouldn't want them to stop making them. But just no. my personal prediction is this is going to be the last Spider-Man movie we see. You thought that Mysterio would use his ruby powers. So once he grabs the ruby, he can use the powers of the elementals himself. uh, And he'll use these powers to trap Spider-Man. Obviously, that's all nonsense. That's the (laughs) ravings of a madman. And you said that Spider-Man will escape. That was pretty easy. And fights Mysterio and the Vulture. Again, shit smooth on an asylum uh, wall. I'm so glad you were so generous to me early on. But yes. Uh, I think I'm a big fan of like... A lot of people in fight scenes together. Yeah, so this it's is like, very much like your Godzilla plot. If if we can get like two bad guys versus one good guy, like I'm all about that. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the That's ugly. That's all fight. you need in a movie to make you happy. <laughs> I would love that. Too bad you didn't get that, huh? No. So you said that the news media will cover the fight and presumes that Spider-Man is actually the bad guy when Ooh. he takes down Mysterio. That's worth two points because that absolutely happens in the movie, just not in the context that you thought it would happen. But it's so the case. 
And then you said that Mysterio and the Vulture will be sent to prison. But while they're on the way, their van is intercepted by Norman Osborn. Again, doesn't happen. And the whole deal with Norman Osborn is that he's setting up the appearance of a new Green Goblin in a future film, as well as the Sinister Six. So you must have really been inspired by the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 where they do that, because it certainly doesn't happen in this movie. (laughs) Well, I would we have liked... had it in the first movie, as you said. So I was like, well, yeah. it must must be something they're building. They were to. definitely setting it up in the first movie. So I have no idea why it was completely abandoned in this movie. Just too many pots on the boil, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe Marvel was like, whoa, 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 whoa. we're actually going to steal. We're going to go to space, folks. <laughs> we're going to go to space. So forget about those pots on the boil that you got there. Earth is so cliche. In the future, we're going to be all, about, all about intergalactical stuff, which it very much looks like the direction that they're going in. Uh, because that's what we see in the climax of the yeah. actual movie for some reason. I think they're setting up the Eternals, but yeah, yeah that's, that's what a million years doing. in the future. And who knows if that movie will come out. I'm sure it will come out, but we'll see how it goes. But anyway, you can tell that I'm a little bit uh, jaded. As I've said in a million episodes, superhero movies aren't my thing. But from the looks of it, I would guess COVID isn't really helping yeah. the whole cinema experience out. And so I'm not sure people would be into superheroes as much once they hit this big screen well, it's, again. It's it's lost its momentum. Yeah, exactly. But uh, can I just say something that I know you don't like superhero movies, but I just really want to talk about this. The ending of this movie. Oh. Oh how God. how much we loved that yes uh, where it was revealed that they I do like Spider-Man movies brought though. back J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Um, that was very much a surprise for us, and it was probably the highlight of the we whole movie. lost our shit yes. in the movie cinemas. I think I had popcorn in my lap, because I always eat yes. like a large popcorn, and it just went up in the air. Yeah, I was that's like, right. Oh, I was like olive oil. When, we were like when, jumping uh, up and when, down, and when we were like Popeye the schoolgirls. Yeah. We were oh. like the schoolgirls oh. when Tom Holland took his shirt off. Oh. We were squealing and screaming when J. Jonah Jameson, played by the same guy who played him, J.K. Simmons, yeah. from the classic Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and he and he was always a show stealer in those movies. Yes, uh, yeah, it's funny. We were rolling our eyes when like the teenage girls were like screaming whenever Tom Holland was like being yes. romantic. It's like, oh god! And as soon as J.K. J- Simmons flashes <laughs> with a mustache, we were squealing just like those girls. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, highlight for the whole movie for me. We watched this movie again to refresh ourselves and we had a few beers and yeah. we were just hanging out for that scene. Yes. We're just like, no, we have to stay. This is the best part in the movie. Yeah, we, oh. we sat through the credits. We didn't even fast forward them. We just sat there until it happened just yeah. to, to drink it in and let the anticipation Thank build up. Thank you, Sony. So Thank you, Sony. That was amazing. Let's see how many points you got all together. So if you count up all your points, you end up with a total of 31 and a half points. You know what? I'll take that because I didn't think I was close to the mark, but yeah. hearing you break it down. There was a lot of nonsense in there. Yeah, it was a lot of nonsense in there. But I, I kind of, I was kind of close in a lot of ways. Yes, you were. Certainly were like the first bit, the first start of the movie. I was. So while on the surface, it may sound like the ravings of a madman, <laughs> you actually got the basic plot elements down. And I think you may, in a lot of ways, nailed the basic plot more so than I did, though I suppose we'll find out right now when you uh, explain how well I did. We'll do it, yeah. I think it was funny because when we watched this movie in the cinemas, like it looked like it was going in my direction. Yeah. The plot wise. Because basically like, oh everything God, that you said was coming to life. Was and then, there. And then the big twist happened, which we'll talk about. Yes. And I was like, fuck. There was another moment where we turned into schoolgirls in the cinema. <laughs> well, you did. Well, I did. Also, I just want to mention before we start that there's, while we're talking about the cast, you kind of question what capacity Nick Fury will be in this universe. Yep. You said that maybe he won't be all the way there. And I just want to give you like a nice little half a point because well, technically 
He's not Nick Fury in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. He's Talos because you're like, maybe he'll be kind of Ash. Maybe he'll kind of... No, that's not what I was suggesting at all. I wasn't <laughs> suggesting... That was you who said that. <laughs> Half Ash man. Like he, he didn't come back from the blip the whole way. No, I was suggesting like he isn't running S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. He isn't like working in the same capacity that he was in the previous movie because... Either way, that's true. S.H.I.E.L.D. collapsed. Either way, that's true. But so yeah. It's not really Nick Fury. In a way, I was right. Um, also something else you said, uh, you said you were hoping that this movie would be very cut and dry. And I think yep. it was, it was start to finish cut and dry and you were no hoping surprises for, for so, me. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't complicated or, you know, over the top. It was pretty, pretty simple. Also just want to say chef is a good show. I don't know why you like trashed it so much movie you mean. since movie. Yeah. And TV show since, uh, since doing this podcast, I actually watched that movie. Yeah. And I, liked I actually it. take it back. I said that, yeah, chef, the movie with, uh, John Favreau, yeah. you know, taco truck was a bad movie. I take it back. It was actually a pretty good movie. It's a great movie. All right, so let's talk about your plot. I guess I was just in a bad mood. Maybe I just don't like Jon Favreau. That's it. I just don't like him automatically if he's in a movie. Maybe. So in your plot, the movie opens up with a goofy montage of Spider-Man cruising around New York, uh, stopping two-bit criminals and showing off his powers. So I give you uh, one point and a half for that because that's not really how the movie opens up. No. But you get enough of that at the start of the movie to That was in the trailer, but it wasn't in the movie, but it was in the deleted scenes. Which is why I gave you a, a point because it's in the trailer and half a point Yay. because you're kind of in the right track. There's there's a whole scene where it's not my fault it wasn't in the movie. There's a whole scene where he fights gangsters and it's yeah. uh, it's absolutely not in the movie. In a restaurant, but it was a deleted scene. That's right. Yeah, mafiosos. We quickly learn that Peter is excited and getting ready for a school based trip in Europe. Yep. Wow. Who saw that coming? Who questioned it being a school trip? Yeah. An idiot, I suppose. He still saw folks. <laughs> And then you had in brackets the kind that doesn't really happen in real life. Yeah. And you predicted that it would be the academic decathlon. So I give you a point for that. because yeah. I think technically it was a science trip. But if you look at all the students, as I said in the original episode, if you look at all the students who were there, it's the same students who made up the academic decathlon. Yeah, it was the decathlon, but they never, ever talk about it in the movie. No. So you, don't, you, you miss out on your two points there, Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, well, I'm not sour. So in between saving the day, he's getting ready for his trip. He's getting his passport and his toiletries and he's leaving the following day, which I give you a point for. You also add on that there's... Mind you, that all happens in deleted scenes in the movie as well. Yes. But we kind of get that he's preparing for it, but we don't don't get it. We see it a lot briefer in the actual movie. As there is in the deleted scenes. You also said that the Avengers have come back to life and that Pepper Potts has taken over Stark Industries, which is exactly right. And Peter has become the poster child for the Avengers. Yep. And he feels a responsibility for that because it is the legacy that Tony deserves. So that's That's two points for there, one point for the- Go me. For the uh, toiletries and grabbing all that stuff for the passport. Glad that was important. That was important. So uh, So if you think about it, I think Peter Parker might be one of the only Avengers left still on the earth who's active. If you break it down. Yeah. Well, that's that's what they say, right? In In the movie. In the first movie, Aunt May has learnt that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and now she is supporting him as a superhero and does charity events for homeless support, which I give you a point for because we see that in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. And what does Aunt May do? What's her job? I guess she runs these fundraisers. Yeah, she's just the spokeswoman, I guess. Yeah, Spider-Man right. turns up. And we see a budding romance between Aunt May and Happy Hogan, which we see in the trailer. Yep. They loved showing that in the trailer, so we give yep. you a point for that because you predicted it accurately. So Peter has come to terms with the death of Tony Stark. It's very which- much a gag. Sorry to interrupt, but it was very much a yeah. gag in the movie that they were maybe together, maybe not together. Happy seem to think they were together. Well, who's not in love with that actress, right? Yeah, exactly. Marissa Tomei. Oh, she's yeah. gorgeous. So Peter's coming to terms with the death of Tony Stark 
which we didn't know at the time. That was his mentor figure, and he's trying to emulate Iron Man, which yep. is, uh, I give you two points. He's even wearing an Iron Man-style suit at Which the start was of the not in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there's a lot of that throughout. It's like almost like the Avengers universe can't exist without Iron Man. Yeah. Just certainly leeching off the Jeez, how many times did they mention Tony Stark in this movie? They too couldn't many, stop. Too many, too many. I actually think Could I did say game. that they shouldn't focus too much on the Avengers universe in this movie and try and let it stand on its own. No, they still couldn't do that. They didn't learn their well, lesson from the first movie. I think they did in a, in a manner of speaking. The yeah. only thing was the Tony Stark stuff. And Nick Fury. Yeah, but he's got to be in the movie. Yeah. You know. So Peter is excited to go to Europe with his school friends to take his mind off recent events, which is Affinity Wars and Endgame. And he leaves his Spider-Man suit behind. Yep. Uh, I give you two points because that's exactly what he's doing. He wants to get his mind off things. He takes his suit with him, but Not he by doesn't choice. have it. Yeah. What happened to his suit? What do you mean? His aunt packed it in his suitcase. Yep. And it comes through customs. And then he gets rid of it. Yeah, that's a good point. He what, has what the ha- suit, but yeah. then he never uses he it. He never uses it. Wow. Oh, they didn't never, think that through, did they? He never uses it because he does want people to recognize that's Spider-Man. Right, yeah. right, gotcha. But he has the suit. It's there. Yeah, just never wears it. Because Spider-Man's only in uh, New York. So Peter flies. Yeah, why does that? I guess because he didn't want his friends to put together that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, it would be yep. too obvious. Yeah. Um, even though with all the school trips that they go on, Spider-Man happens to be around the area anyway. anyway. Yeah. Well, that's how MJ works it out. <laughs> so Peter and his friends fly to Europe. You said Venice and Italy uh, would well, be the, the first place. stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I give you points for. Where we're going to have a goofy montage of their visiting known tourist locations, which I give you a point yep. for. Because that's 100% that's exactly what happens, what happens. That's most of the movie. Wait, did you only give me a point for that? I gave you two. Okay, very nice. Their day events are interrupted by a giant monster, which is Hydro Man. I'm going to give you a point because you predict each elemental. I think it deserves there a point each time you mention it. Thank you. Who is attacking downtown Venice, which is exactly what happens. Downtown Venice. Uh, Peter steps in without his suit to fight Hydro Man, and the fight is interrupted by Mysterio, which is exa- exactly what happens, who manages to defeat Hydro Man with his superhuman magic. Yeah. But we see this in the trailer. Yeah, this is all trailer so stuff. So it is one point. Mysterio thanks Peter for his help and says that he does not need his help in the future since he's got it covered, which... Piss off, Spider-Man. I, yeah, this is you, my territory. I'll give you two points because that's kind of what happens throughout the movie with these encounters. Uh, so back at the hostel, Peter's friends are impressed by the new hero, Mysterio, and Peter is bummed about not being in the limelight. I gave you one point because that's in the trailer. Also, yeah. he doesn't really care about no, not being in the he limelight. he doesn't. He very much doesn't want to be in the limelight. And we get the famous Dickwad line, <laughs> which we all laugh at. Uh, <laughs> Nick Fury steps in at this. By the way, I felt really sorry for Flash Thompson throughout this whole Why is movie. it Dick? What? Yeah, you know, they just have this one scene where his dad doesn't pick him up. No, his mum doesn't yeah. pick him up. I'm just like, oh, poor guy. Um, but that was so out of left field. And he gets was... punched in the face and no yes. one cares. <laughs> yes. He gets knocked out and no one cares. Yeah. Everyone looks and sees. So this is the point where Nick Fury steps in. He's been lying low and hiding from sh- like hiding from S.H.I.E.L.D. or just, you know, incognito. And he reveals to Peter that he wants Spider-Man to help recruit uh, Mysterio to the Avengers. He gives Peter two new spider suits so we can all buy those toys. Yep. And it's going to be a wingsuit, mm-hmm. which I guess comes in later. But it's, well, he gets that from he gets that from himself. Yeah, and from uh, Happy Hogan and the Magic Jet stealth suit, which is like the black suit that we see yep. in the trailer. And he wants him to track down Mysterio. So I'm giving you two points here, two sets of two points, because Nick Fury does want him to help with Mysterio, not quite recruit him because he's already yeah. there. But I guess he's kind of judging if he can be an Avenger. I want to see you. In Berlin. Yeah. And I also give you two points because Nick Fury does give him a suit. Yep. Not in the way that you thought. It's going to be a weird scene with a with a woman that asks yeah, him to take Prague. his pants off. Got the girls very excited in our audience. <laughs> 
I also want to say that you thought that this suit would be important. It'd be a super stealth suit, but it ends up just being <laughs> just yeah. a normal suit. Well, Doesn't it, do it anything. does sort of become important because it becomes the whole night monkey suit. Yeah, how funny was that? Which was actually a decent joke in the movie. Mm. So we get to see a new monster, the Sandman. Just give me a point for that. Yeah. Appears well, in another doesn't... European city, which you didn't know which European city it was. Well, it wasn't be. in Europe at all. It was in Mexico. No, it was in Mexico. So this is the second monster that we're going to see, the second elemental. And Peter turns up to fight it. After the fight, Mysterio that doesn't happen, does it? seems uh, apprehensive about joining the Avengers, but eventually he agrees. And during the fight, Peter will notice that there's something not quite right about Sandman. Now that is wrong. But there's a few things that you got right here. Firstly, the Molten Man, they figure something's wrong with it because it glitches. Yep, that's and right. They pull out one of the drones. So I'll give you two points. Well, no, for that. it's a projector. Oh, the projector. Well, they're drones, right? They're drones. That no, no, they were fixed projectors that he'd placed around the square. I thought they Prague. flew around. Well, that's what happens in the future. Oh. But at this stage, they're fixed projectors. Oh, because Edith has ones. the drones. That's right. That's so right. He's, he's using more primitive technology for these elaborate fights. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How? I don't know. <laughs> they can do anything, apparently. Man, this doesn't make any sense. So he's definitely not using drones at this point. He's using projectors because one of the projectors is sitting on a building and it gets knocked and it falls down. So how is he causing destruction to the city? That was how my is question it, earlier. He moving? must just use bombs. Okay. All right. So at this stage in the cinemas, we're sitting together. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, I've called this movie yeah. so well up until this point. I'm like rubbing my hands. I'm getting all excited. I'm being a little bit of a jerk. And then this starts happening. Yeah. As soon as I saw that projector get knocked down. <laughs> I got a few elbows. I grabbed Matty D's <laughs> knee like a, like a schoolgirl on prom night and was suddenly elbowing him in the ribs because I'm like, here we go. Here we go. And Here I it comes. Knew, I knew once I saw that, it was over. It was over yeah. for me. All over Red Rover. Because he Here comes was the right. Point train. Kieran was right. Here so. comes the shipment of points. So at this point, we'll take a break from the action as Peter and his friends travel to London. They never go to London, right? Yes, they do. Do they? When do they go to London? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so that whole scene on the London Bridge in the Tower of London. Oh, yeah. Did right. that not mean anything to oh, you? Big Ben right. was there. That's right. That's right. Okay. Wow. So and you only London. watched the movie the other day. <laughs> well, there was a lot of You've beers. You've seen it twice. There was a lot of beers happening. And I think so at where, one point- Where in the world did you think that was happening? No, yeah, you're right. That is London. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was Jesus. a point in the movie where we were We trust this it. guy to give me points. <laughs> There's a reason that he, he wins every week. Excuse, excuse me. There was a part of this I was like, turned to you and I was just like, I really hope you're paying attention to what's going on yes. here. Calm down because I'm giving you points yes. for this. Okay. So they'll take some time with uh, Peter and MJ's relationship where they meet the next level. Where they meet where, the next level? Where they reach the next level and they share an awkward kiss. So that's two sets of two points. They have a kissy. Yeah, you didn't say. You didn't say no. they have a kissy. So just as things are looking up for Peter, the Houses of Parliament will be attacked by another monster, Molten Man. This is a monster we saw before. He attacked a Ferris wheel. Or a yep, it was a Ferris merry wheel. Merry-go-round, was it? No. no what? <laughs> Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel. It was a Ferris wheel. I just like the image of <laughs> Ned and Betty <laughs> Brant on, 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 on horses on a carousel. Poor guy, by the way, is just like, I really don't like crowds. I know that was a lie. She's like, what about we take you to the Ferris wheel? Yeah. That'll calm your anxiety down. I can tell you it does not. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man and Mysterio turn up to the fight, but twist, Mysterio is controlling Molten Man, which can be point four, and turns on Peter during the fight. Now, he doesn't turn on Peter at this stage, but 
He is controlling Molten Man. He yep. is controlling all the uh, elementals. It is an elaborate ruse. So there's two sets of two points. And I just want to say, while I'm on this point... Well done, bef- Kieran. Well done, Kieran. But a lot of people, before this movie came out, was like, this is a multiverse movie. He's from another dimension. That's what's going to happen. Everyone yeah. was sold on it. Some people thought that Mysterio was Spider-Man in the future from another dimension. Yes. How stupid yes, is that? Yes, there were people thinking that. You thought it was going to be an elaborate... Uh, smoke and mirrors routine by Mysterio. Now that the movie's out, everyone's saying, oh, that was obvious the entire time. Yeah, exactly. That was obvious. It was always going to be the case that Mysterio was lying and he was just using projectors. No, no one thought that. (laughs) You were the only one who thought that. They were trying so hard to make it look like that wasn't the case, but I guess because we knew the Mysterio character so well, just from, I don't know, growing up watching the cartoons and whatever other media that we saw. It was obvious that he was going to be a phony in some capacity. Yeah. But I didn't think it was going to be that on the nose because it kind of doesn't make sense to do that. and it doesn't Which make sense in the actual movie. So it makes sense in the movie. But well done because you called it and I guess everybody thinks that they called it now in, in perspective and in, in yes. you know, looking back, but it wasn't the case. Because obviously everyone thought that in the lead up that obviously this is going to be a hoax by Mysterio. But yeah. like I said, they tried so hard to make it look like that wasn't the case that I guess people just kind of forgot about it. So as you elaborate, Mysterio doesn't have any real powers at all, uh, but he's a special effects genius. I mean, not really, but I guess well, kind in a way of, he is. Yeah, I guess he developed kind of. that technology himself. So all what the, was it? The bath the technology? Bath technology, which they link back to Iron Man three. Iron Man three. Why would they want to revisit that movie? I have no idea. But all the monsters were created through smoke and mirrors and robotics. Well, it's the only movie where they've established where this kind of technology technology can exist. Mysterio fabricated all the monsters uh, and the attacks appear so he can appear to be a superhero for the fame and glory. And I'm giving you like two points here, two points there. In fact, he's a special effect wizard. He's doing it for fame and glory. I was not really sure what his motivations yeah, he were. he was. He was just doing it for fame and glory. Right, but wasn't he wanting to be a better Iron Man than Iron Man? That was the yeah, whole Yeah, that's right. right. So apparently once he had Edith and control of all the drones, he was just going to use that to, I don't know, become an yeah, Avenger what was, somehow. What was the next step? Yeah, they didn't explain that in the movie at all, so it's not clear. I couldn't theorize or hypothesize if he wanted what to kill Nick Fury. Was. I know that. Yeah, that's right. But that's because Nick Fury would have discovered him. Yeah. Anyway, maybe he didn't have a next move plan. Maybe yeah, he's like, exactly. "I'm an Avengers he's now." Just oh. Flying by the seat of his pants. Um, they hadn't written that script yet. Now you end with Spider-Man will ultimately defeat Mysterio, which does happen, and will send him to jail. Now Mysterio mm. dies. Yeah, does that's get right. Sent to jail, but he does defeat him. Whilst Mysterio is in jail, he will meet the Vulture and Scorpion. Uh, yeah. Guess you were on the same track of mind as me that we thought we were setting up a Sinister Six sequel, which yeah. did well, not. Well, they happen. spent so much time. I know I keep saying it. They spent so much time setting that up in the previous Spider-Man movie that I thought there's no way that they can't do it this time. Looks like there was no way they're going to do it this time. Yeah, but two points because he does defeat Mysterio and then we have the best scene in the movie where Jane Jonah Jameson appears. Jane Jonah Jameson? Jane. Is that his sister? Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. (laughs) Yes. Which could uh, be short for Jane, we don't know. We can't presume that it's not. And then we discover Nick Fury is actually... Talos. What is his name? Talos, that's it. Yeah. But yes, with all that considered, you got 43 points. There we go. And well deserved too, I must say. Winner, winner, (laughs) chicken dinner. There we go. Now, yeah, I was really surprised. Uh, You nailed it. Yep. I don't think anyone should be surprised right now. (laughs) Just too too predictable in these movies. Anyway. Anyway. I saw that coming a mile away. Having said all of that, what were your overall thoughts on the movie itself? Look, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching it, but 
it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, no. they they threw this twist at you. I know it's not a review I show. I think I'm but very they, much on the same. They threw page. this twist at you, which is fine, but when you break it down, it doesn't make sense because no. there's one time when Peter Parker, sorry, Spider Man, whatever he is at this stage, hits one of the monsters with a hose and it reacts to it. Yes. How? Yeah, as we said earlier, it's almost as if Mysterio had planned for Spider-Man to be there, but there's no real way that he could have predicted everything that he did. Yeah, and it's not just there, just... And they show as well, they establish several times that this is very carefully rehearsed and pre-planned out, so there's not a lot of room for improvisation on the spot, but there seems to be a hell of a lot of improvisation. Where they'll like chase Peter Parker or they'll chase like a a citizen down. They can blow up buildings, I guess, but how does molten lava hit buildings? And how do they spray water How do they spray? water it's a very elaborate thing and he's not using drones at this point they established that he's not using drones we could be wrong let us know if we're wrong i think what we referred to it as in the latest watch through was uh spider-man far from consistent yeah that's right but having said that i enjoyed it i had a lot of fun doing it if you don't look at it under a microscope yeah it's it's just a fun movie i love the gags i love the spider-man's friend and the girl he gets with yeah betty i love that whole storyline yeah i love the thing at the end i think a lot of the character building stuff was a little over long personally the like, whole blip stuff was dumb but yeah. I guess what what can you do when you yeah exactly they were painted into a they'll, corner they'll there they were put into a corner there so I guess they did the best with what they could yeah. with it but. that was the only way that you could really get out of that hole because we were Going into the movie, we were so confused because we were going, how are they going to explain all of these students who have aged five years? We didn't predict that Peter would have a rival, a romantic rival. Yeah, who well, was that was very much like thrown away yeah, halfway through the movie as well. Which, were we supposed to hate him because... Yeah, he wasn't really doing anything wrong. Yeah, and, and then Peter they, Parker was kind of a dick to him. Yeah. Almost had him killed several times. Yeah, yeah. And then they all turn on him. Yeah. Poor guy. And we're supposed to hate him, I suppose. I guess so. But we're supposed to feel sorry for Flash Thompson, who was actually a dick. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so and we're supposed to feel sorry for Peter, who I, like when I watched this movie, I was like, oh, this is endearing, this is adorable, he's geeky. Second watch show, I was like, he's kind of a creep. Yeah, that's right. But it's it hits the fifteen year old demographic. Yeah, what being a creep? Yeah, okay, that's what works for kids these days. So where would you rank this movie in amongst all of the Spider Man movies, all the recent Spider Man movies, I should say, because we're not going to go back to the seventies with the Chinese web. <laughs> oh, why not? Because that's not really a movie; it's a TV movie. I don't know. I haven't really thought about where I'd rank them all, but. I I think it's one of the better ones. Did you like it more than Homecoming? No, I think I liked Homecoming okay. more. All right, so just I think because I, li- I liked Michael Keating. I think so. It's about third or fourth in your top five. Yeah, if you're going to do a top probably, five. probably. But all right, give us your top five then. Uh, what Spider-Man is Spider Man Three? Um, really, is that uh, your number one? Okay, no, so. I would say I'd say um, the first Homecoming would be probably number one. Wow, that's your favorite of all time. Maybe um, that's a good movie though. Good yeah. Spider Man movie, I should say. Yeah, Not a great then, movie overall. Yeah, I don't know. First, the first Spider-Man, the original first Spider-Man. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Yeah. Then I don't know. Then maybe, maybe this one after that. Okay, so it's and number I do, three I do for think you. the Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, was also good. Yeah. Either way, I'm putting uh, the I'm second, not agreeing with that, the second Sam Raimi movie last because I did oh, not wow. like it. No, I wouldn't put that last. Actually, the one with Electro is definitely last. Yes. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying that Spider-Man 2 is still better than The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think that's a victory in my See, books. I wanted Mysterio to be a little and bit... where's Spider-Man 3 on this list? I thought you loved I that loved, movie. I love that movie. So that's going to be like three or four. Okay. So there's no consistency to this movie and there's no consistency to your top five either. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wanted Mysterio to be a little bit more humanized. I didn't like the fact that he was like a... Like he had no motivation. Like what was that about? That's what the previous movie did better. 
Like yeah, the that's vulture, right. the vulture was, and he was just a generally a cooler villain. Yeah, but he had the vulture that is some kind of redeemable qualities. Yeah, which yeah. they could have done with Mysterio, but they were decided to be lazy. You want to know my top five? Yeah, tell me your top five. So for me, of course, the first one, number one, is still going to be Spider Man Two because I still genuinely really like that movie. Uh, I'd probably put Spider Man Homecoming second, and then I'll put the original Sam Raimi Spider Man third. Yeah. Then I'll put Far From Home as number four, and then maybe Spider Man Three. Really? As number five because I hated the two amazing Spider-Man movies. Absolutely hated those. So I wouldn't even put those above Spider-Man 3. Mm. Okay. They're, the they're only nice. reason Spider-Man 3 is in my top five is because it has a good soundtrack. <laughs> and that's it. Are we counting Into the Spider-Verse? Was that oh, one? yeah. I haven't seen it. So that I can't was put good. It, I can't put it anywhere on my I list. I might have to bump that up further down the, the line. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. So yeah. Maybe I'm just counting live action ones, but yeah, I have no interest in seeing that animated one because I'm not a big animated movie guy. The only time I watch them is for the show. Fair enough. So yes. So was there anything we missed in our plot? Does someone deserve more points or did someone get more points than they deserve? Let us know. You can let us, or you can let us know what you think about Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, tell us. Was it one of the better ones? Was it one of the worst ones? You could send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those social media places, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. See, how easy was that? Smooth. I don't need to drag that out to five minutes like Smooth. I do every week. Uh, and now let's talk about what we're doing next week. Let's. We seem to be talking about a lot of sequels lately. Last week, if you remember, we talked about a sequel that was 30 years in the making. Don't know why you want to revisit something after 30 years. So, so next week, we're talking about another sequel that was 30 years in the making. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Now, I am really excited for this one. Really? I am. I think it's a little bit too long for this, but... Too much time between the second movie and, and yeah. this one. So yeah, it's the third movie in the Bill and Ted franchise, I suppose, now. And yeah, I, I suppose where they go with it. There's a lot of places they can go with it, but there's one trailer out and it has zero information yeah. with it. So expect some off-the-wall crazy plots next week because... Just like this prediction. Yes, just like our original Spider-Man predictions because we know nothing at all about this movie. So yes, join us next week for that. I think it'll be a good one. And in the meantime, Excelsior. What do you know about high society? Oh, uh, well, I... Yeah, don't answer that. My society photographer got hit in the head by a polo ball. You're all I got. Big party for an American hero. My son, the astronaut. But could you pay me in advance? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Pizza time. <laughs>